What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. This week's episode is super timely. I'm actually recording this just a few days before it goes live because I'm just getting ready to head out to a conference in Bangkok. Now, going to conferences and trying to make the most of them is something that I did extensively in my corporate job and to the point that I don't even think about it, right? But actually, from talking to a lot of you in the community, I realize you haven't had that experience and maybe you're going to your first conference or you've been to a conference and you felt really uncomfortable or felt like you didn't get out of it what you wanted. Or maybe you just love going to conferences like I do and want some tips. So I thought, let me share with you how I approach conferences to make sure that I don't burn myself out and also that I get what I want out of the event and make some amazing connections. Now, I'm starting to realize I've always known I was pretty introverted. I guess I'm really introverted because going to conferences extremely drains me. However, I also kind of love it. I love meeting those people there. I love making connections. I love getting the information. And of course, I love traveling. So I do love going to conferences, but I've really learned that I have to pace myself and take care of myself so that I can really spend my energy and my time on those areas that are most important to me. So that's what I want to talk with you about in today's episode is how to get the most from a conference. Before we jump into that, I have a couple things I just want to give you a sneak preview on. Now, we're almost at 3,000 members in the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook, which is so awesome. And you know, it's like kind of like a double-edged sword because I'm excited to see it grow. I really, you know, we're going to hit 3,000 without any effort very quickly. But at the same time, I don't want the group to get too big because I know when I've been in groups that have like 10,000 members, the dynamic really changes. And right now, I just love that group. It's so helpful and everyone shares about what's working for them and asks questions. And you might not know, but if you're not on my email list, every single Wednesday, I send out a Wellpreneur Wednesday. I started that this summer and I'm really loving it. And it seems like you guys are too, where I round up the best threads from that Facebook group and so that you can jump into the most active conversations or the ones that I feel are like the most relevant for you guys that week. So every Wednesday, I send out this Wellpreneur Wednesday, and we've got the roundup of the best discussions in the community group. You've got the latest podcast. You've got any blog posts that have come out as well as, and this is one of my favorite parts, I curate because I'm constantly reading and I love curating. And so I'm always curating like the best wellness and business and just the most interesting articles that I came across that week. And I share those as well, as well as like any offers or special things that are going on within the community. So it's really short and scannable and kind of rounds up what you need to know as a Wellpreneur this week. So if you're not already on the email list to get my Wellpreneur Wednesdays, just go to the website, wellpreneuronline.com and sign up anywhere. Any of the opt-ins will actually get you onto the Wellpreneur Wednesday list. I'd love to have you on there. And it's just kind of like a time-saving way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the community. Now, a little behind the scenes peek that I'm not quite ready to announce yet, but it's something that I'm working on and spending a lot of my creative energy on 
is that I, if you haven't noticed, got rid of my natural beauty website, Vintage Amanda, which there's been iterations of that website, gosh, for like seven years now. And I've put all of that content onto a personal brand website, which is amandacook.me. And this is like the project that I'm really excited about right now is I'm starting to build out my own personal brand. And there's going to be a lot of new, exciting, innovative content coming out there that is about so much more than business and marketing. But because you're Wellpreneurs, I really think a lot of you are going to be interested in it. You know, marketing and business and wellness, this is just like one part of what I'm really passionate about. And I'm also an herbalist and really into plant medicine and travel and creativity and very curious about the world and cultures and all of this stuff I'm going to wrap into my personal brand over the coming months. So one little, you can, you know, go check out that site, just like the very beginnings of it. So, you know, have an open mind. But one thing that I've started to do is dip my toe in the water of a personal Instagram account. I think I have like 800 followers right now, right? So it's a good reminder of how to start from scratch again, like starting over a fresh brand and just letting it evolve and letting people come to me. So if you'd like to check out and follow my Instagram account, that's actually where I'm posting from all my travels. I was just recently in Kathmandu and I was also in Myanmar. We've got more coming out from the Myanmar trip soon. This week I'm going to Bangkok and I'm definitely going to be posting about everything on my Instagram account, which is amandacook.me. So both the website and the Instagram, amandacook.me. So I'd love to have you follow me over there and see where this journey leads. Okay, let's talk conference planning and how to get the most out of attending a conference or an event. So I always think about attending a conference or an event in three parts, what you do before the conference, during the conference, and after the conference. Now, of course, can you just register and rock up to an event and just see what happens? Of course you can and be open to the experience. But what I found is that when I do that, you know, although I always like to allow for serendipity and just see what opportunities and connections present themselves, I find that if I put a little bit of forethought into it, a little bit of planning about my goals and what I really want to get out of the conference, what my intention is for the conference, then I'm more likely to realize that because I've gotten clear on what I want. So now I go through these like three phases every time I'm looking at attending an event. I suppose you can start even when you're thinking about whether or not you want to attend the event. I, at that point, start to, you know, I read about the event and I really check in with myself and I say, if I did go to this, what would I want to get from it? Because there's lots of different kinds of events. You could go to like a really small, intimate event. Like for example, earlier this year and last year as well, I went to an event held by Chris Ducker called Tropical Think Tank, where there's only a maximum of 50 attendees and it's for a full week and it's really intimate and awesome and intense. That's very different from attending an event like, gosh, in 20. 11 or 2012, I went to an integrative nutrition conference and there were thousands of people there, right? And that is an extremely different experience than a really small, intimate event. And they're both great, but you need to be clear on what you actually want to get out of the event and why you're going, why you would be going to help you make the decision about if it's the right event for you. You know, I've also had my experience of going to events where it's just not the right kind of people there. I didn't feel like it was my tribe. I felt like I already knew all that information already. And you know, that happens. I think you just kind of have to roll with it. You can't always know for sure how the event's going to be before you've been. But I'll talk about some strategies as well to help you prevent that from happening in the future. 
Okay, so let's talk about before the event. So once you've registered for the event, the first thing I like to do is book my hotel at the conference venue. Now, that might be a bit more expensive. So lots of times conferences are held at nice hotels, for example. If you can stay at the hotel or at least stay where all the other attendees are staying, it is so much better. It is so, so, so much better. It is worth the money. Let me just tell you for a couple of reasons. So if you stay at the at the conference venue, then what's usually so convenient is that you can actually pop back up to your room if you need to. So you don't have to carry everything with you. You could go up and take a little break during lunch. If you're an introvert like I am and you just need to get away for a few minutes, you can just go back to your room and chill out. I really like to do that during the lunch break is that I, you know, maybe we have an hour, hour and a half for lunch. I can eat my lunch in 30 minutes of it, mingle with a few people and then go back to my room and chill out. Maybe change some of the stuff I have with me for the day or just have some quiet time. The other reason is that a big portion of what you want to get out of the conference, and this is like a newbie mistake, is that a lot of people think the reason you go to the conference is to get the information, like you're getting what the speakers are telling you. Yes, that's interesting. But actually, usually in my experience, the most valuable connections and the most valuable things you take away from the conference are the other people you've met which might be speakers, but it's probably other attendees. And so when you stay at the conference venue, then you're just going to bump into the attendees everywhere. This has been so awesome for me because if you stay at the hotel and then you get the hotel breakfast, you're going to be hanging out with other people from the conference at breakfast and in the elevators and in the gym and in the evenings, in the lobby bar, whatever. Like you're just going to be bumping into people. And for me, that's really adds a lot of value because then you can have like casual, informal conversations with people. You can really build relationships. It's like you become part of the conference experience rather than just dropping in, going to the talks and leaving. If you do that, you're really going to miss a lot of the experience. So I'd encourage you, even if it's a bit more expensive, stay at the conference venue. It's just so much easier and you never know what cool opportunities are going to present themselves by bumping into somebody in the elevator. Also before the conference, I spend a little bit of time researching other people that are going to be there. And actually now I have my assistant do this, which is really awesome. So if we get a list of the speakers or the other attendees, I like to go through and just like Google everybody, look them up and check them out. What are, What's their deal and where do they work and what do they do and where are they from? And do they seem like they would be a really good connection for you? Now, of course, you're not going to meet every single person that's that you thought was interesting from your list. And there's going to be lots of other people there that are interesting that weren't on your list. But this starts to give you a little bit of direction so that you can set some intentions and say, you know what, I really want to try to connect with her during one of the breaks, for example. You could even, I've had people reach out to me before conferences and say, hey, I've seen that you're going to be speaking at this event or I've seen you're going to be at this event. You know, would you like to meet up for coffee during the event? I've had that happen too. I haven't done that myself. I tend to just like set the intention and then like meet the people at coffee breaks or something, but you can do it either way. But I find it really helpful to just get a little intel on who else is going to be there and who's speaking there before you go to the event, just to focus yourself. Okay. The third thing to do before the event is really pack smart. And for me, this means packing really light. So of course, if you're flying, it it would be great if you could carry on your luggage so you don't have to worry about losing your bags, right? And having them lost and delayed, which would be really frustrating during the event. And we should talk about this in a separate episode on travel, but I always like to pack 
color coordinated. Actually, most of my wardrobe is kind of like in my colors of like black and gray and turquoise and purple and like variation and maybe like a magenta, right? These are like, those are my colors and pretty much everything I own is in those colors. So it makes it really easy to pack, especially when I'm packing. I try to bring things that all mix and match. So I don't have to bring as many clothes, right? You definitely want to bring something to work out in. So whether that's, you know, a swimsuit and you can do laps or something like I've got these things called yoga paws actually, which are like little mini yoga mats that you put on your hands and feet. So I can do some yoga in the hotel room. Nicer hotels will also loan you a yoga mat or bring gym clothes, something so that you can like get into your body during the event. And the other thing I always bring everywhere I travel, but especially to conferences is a packet of teas. So I've got lots of herbal teas and I use them for different effects too. So I use them medicinally as well. So I always bring like a peppermint and a chamomile or some sort of evening blend, some sort of stomach blend, some sort of calming stress blend, some sort of like invigorating blend. So I bring a packet of little teas sometimes because I tend to drink more decaf coffee than caffeinated during the day, especially after lunch. So sometimes I'll throw in some decaf coffee or my favorite little Ticino bags. And I'll also bring snacks. Because although they will feed you at conferences, sometimes they feed you a ton, but it's not always the healthiest options. And sometimes it's not quite on the schedule you want to be on. So I always throw in some healthy snacks as well. And of course, don't forget, maybe you want to bring your business cards. Maybe you want to bring, like for me, I like to do some podcast recordings when I'm on the go. So I've got, of course, my laptop, but also uh, my little portable podcast recorder. And you definitely want to bring a notebook and lots of pens so that you can take notes. Okay, so now it's time for the conference to start. So what do we do at the conference to make the most of it? The first thing I like to do before the conference begins, like kind of as I'm arriving there or on the flight on the way there, is I really think about my intentions, my desired outcomes for this event. So what is it, like what are my priorities? Am I actually really interested in some of the subject matter and I really wanna learn about, you know, fill in the blank, one topic that they're teaching? Is it that I want to meet some potential contacts to have partnerships with? Is it that I really want to connect with a couple of the speakers on a particular item or invite them to be on my show? Or is it just, and I've had this be my intention for many a conference, is just to be open and see what presents itself. And although you can say, well, why even set a goal if your goal is to be open? Because it sets your expectations. Because if you define upfront what you want out of the conference, you're probably, you're less likely to be disappointed by it. Whereas if you don't know what you want and then you just show up, you might, I mean, who knows what you're going to get, right? So at some of those conferences, and actually for this event that I'm going to this week, it's really just to be open and make some new connections, make some new friends, meet people in the industry. And of course, I need to get some podcast interviews because there's some really inspiring people there. So I'll have my recorder with me as well but set your goals and your priorities before you go. Now, remember when you're at the conference that people are actually more important than info. So if you have the chance to connect with attendees, I think that is like the best use of your time, especially if you do a lot of work online like I do. When you've met somebody in person, even briefly, even just chatting during a coffee break, it accelerates your relationship later online so much faster. It's just amazing how having that little bit of personal contact can really go a long way to building partnerships and opportunities in the future. So don't get yourself so caught up in having to attend every session or you didn't get to go to the session that you wanted to. Actually, there's been lots of conferences where I actually start skipping out on the sessions and meet with people instead. And that is 
hugely good use of time, I think. So be open to the fact that, you know, it's not just about sitting there and taking all the notes and going to every single talk, right? Be open to being part of the experience and really connecting with people. Okay, something else I do that's critical during a conference, because here's another newbie mistake, is that you might take pages and pages of notes, especially if it's a multi-day conference. You're going to take so many notes, and then you have all these intentions, and then you go home and nothing happens because it's like overwhelming. Like you were in one talk and they were talking about, let's just pretend it's an online marketing conference. So they're talking about like Facebook ads and you make all these notes like, oh yeah, Facebook ads, I'm going to do this and that and this strategy and do some video and da da da. Then you go to the next talk and it's about getting PR opportunities. And you're like, oh yeah, great. I'm going to like make this big list and start pitching them and do these articles and all that. And that goes on for a few days. And by the end, you don't even have a to-do list. It's like this massive (laughs) pages and pages of notes. I'm sure you've been there, right? If you've ever been to a conference. So what I like to do is in my notebook that I'm either in my notebook that I'm taking notes in or in my Evernote, I like to keep a really a high level, like consolidated, must do after the conference list. And only the most important things go on there. And I might delete things and add other things to it as I'm going through the event. So even though I'll have like some pages and pages of notes, I have like one consolidated list of these are the things I really want to do, like the first steps, like run this Facebook ad or pitch to this magazine, something really simple. And I find that when I have a list like that, then I can go home. I usually review it on the plane home. And then that's something I can take action on within the next week or two after the event. And sometimes I also like to have some accountability. So I'll actually talk to somebody at the event that I've connected with and say, like, do you want to check in in a week and see how we've gotten on with our goals from this event? Okay, two more tips for at the conference. First, you need to get over FOMO, fear of missing out right? You probably can't meet everybody at the event. You probably can't hear every speaker. You can't have every amazing possible experience at the event, right? It's just not going to happen. What I used to do was feel like I had to do every single thing at the conference. And part of that was a driver of feeling like I had to get my money's worth. Like if I was spending this money to go to the conference, I needed to be at every single thing because I didn't want to miss out. And actually, like, especially for me, because I'm an introvert and I like to have lots of alone time, conferences are super draining. And when I was trying to do like all the things, right? So I'd want to go to the early morning yoga and then I'd want to do all the events all day and go to the social events in the evening and then go to the parties and then hang out with people afterwards. Because it's true that, I mean, I've made fantastic connections with people late nights when you're just having casual conversations after everything's done, right? If at one of the parties or in the hotel lobby or something. But what I've learned about myself is like, this just doesn't work for me. You know what? I go to bed at 10 p.m. Like, let's just put it out there. I go to bed at 10 p.m. And if I go to bed later than 10 p.m., I am like so grumpy the next day. I need at least eight hours of sleep. And I've just always been that way, even as a teenager. My mom even used to tease me like, what teenager goes to bed at 10 p.m.? I don't know. That's just what my body needs, right? So at conferences, if I try to keep up with all these people, especially the extroverts that just get so energized by hanging out with everybody, if I go, 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 I am going to completely crash after about three days and I end up getting sick. (laughs) This is just not fun because then I feel like crap for the rest of the conference and need several days to recover when I get home. So You know, some of this has helped with age too, that like I kind of just have less FOMO in general. Like I realized that 
actually probably nothing life-changing is going to happen that I'm going to miss out on. Like there's other life-changing opportunities that will happen in the hours when I'm awake. (laughs) That's okay. So I really now try to pace myself and manage my energy. And that is different based on the event. So like the event where there was only 50 people there and it's a smaller group, I can do a lot more. And, you know, there's a lot more like one-on-one conversations and stuff that I really enjoy. And so I can participate in like pretty much all of those events. But at a bigger conference, I really need to pull myself out of the event. And that might mean skipping some of the evening parties if I'm just not feeling up for it. Or how I like to position it is giving myself permission not to go to anything if I'm not feeling up to it. So for this conference, I'm actually setting the expectation, and this is a bit different than what I've done before, but I'm basically setting the expectation with myself that I'm not going to any evening events this time. And on the day, so that's my expectation. I'm not going. I'll just have dinner and then like that'll be it. But on the day, if I'm feeling really good and it sounds fun, of course I'll go. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it like I have in the past years. Because what used to happen was I'd be, you know, everyone would be talking about the party and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be there. And then after dinner, I feel exhausted. And then I start feeling super guilty. And then I feel like I'm missing out on something. And then I go and then I don't want to be there. And then I'm grumpy and then I have to get home. I mean, ugh, right? Who wants that? So this year, I'm just knowing myself and I'm saying, you know what? I'm not going to go to the evening events. And if on the day I feel really good, of course I'll go. Like, fine. So that's not going to apply to everybody. Like I said, I think because I'm an introvert and because I like to go to bed really early, like that's just something that is going to, well, we'll see how it goes for me this time. But I have a feeling that's going to work pretty well. But know yourself and pace yourself and know that actually it's not a big deal if you don't attend every single thing. First off, you need to take care of yourself. So if that means you need to go back to your room and chill out, if you need to spend a quiet evening and order room service, if you need to sneak off during one of the afternoon sessions and have a workout or meditate or get in nature, or maybe you need to eat something different than what's at the event, or maybe you need to go buy yourself some water or something different to eat or drink because it's just not working for you. Like, remember, take care of yourself first. Nobody else at the conference is going to take care of you. You need to take care of you because if you're burnt out and exhausted, you're not really going to make the connections that are going to make the conference valuable. And you're going to be totally exhausted and need to recover afterwards, which is no fun. Now, if you're an extrovert, maybe you can just go, go, go. And like, that is awesome. So totally just know yourself and do what you need to do, but don't let yourself get caught up in FOMO. Okay, and the last thing that I really like to do during a conference is as I'm chatting with people, I ask them what other events they go to. This is so simple and so obvious, but so many people don't do it. And it's actually a fantastic way to learn about other events you might want to attend. So just simply ask people, hey, what other events have you been to that are really good this year? And see what comes up. You might discover some some really cool communities or events you didn't know existed. Okay, after the conference... So on the plane ride home, when I'm coming home from the conference, I always like to take a look at my actions list and, you know, get that in shape. Like, what do I want to do in the next week? And then I write myself some takeaways. And as you know, I use Evernote as kind of like my main notebook that I track. It's like my virtual memory. It has everything I need to remember in it, right? And so I'll write a note in Evernote about the conference and I'll write some takeaways, not only what I learned, but what I would do differently the next year. 
So you might say something like, oh man, I should have brought a cardigan because it was, or a scarf because it was freezing in the venue, or I really needed to bring some healthy snacks, or I really didn't think like the afternoon sessions were worth it and I should have snuck off to the gym instead. Whatever it is, right? Make some notes for yourself because if you decide to go back next year, I find that super helpful to remember what to pack or even something like the hotel, like doesn't give you herbal tea in the room. So bring your own. I don't know. I'm just making it up. But I always like to review those kind of takeaway lists, like before I attend any conference again, but especially when I go back to the same one. And the second thing I like to do after the conference is a few days after the conference, follow up with people that you met. So you might connect with them on social media, send them a little message. It's always really nice to schedule some like follow-up chats. So just some like quick 15-minute Skype calls and get together and chat after the conference about what they've taken away. And now they've had a few days to process it. What do they think? or how you might do some things together. So, you know, the point is bring the people that you met into your world and into your connections, connect with them so that you can keep those relationships going. So it's not just like you met them and then that's it. Okay, so there you have it. There are my conference tips, how to make the most out of your conference. And I'm gonna try them myself later this week when I'm at this digital nomad conference. It's a group called the Dynamite Circle and they've got a conference every year in Bangkok and that's where I'm going. I'm super excited and I'll let you know how it goes. If you want to follow along with me, you can follow along on my Instagram, my personal one, which is amandacook.me and I'll be sharing some photos from Bangkok and from the event. And I'd love to hear from you about your own conference tips and your own experience being at a conference. So you can come over to the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook and share with us there. And there you have it. Okay, have a fantastic week, guys. And I will see you back here next week with the next episode and hopefully some updates from Bangkok. See you later. Bye.